You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Thursday edition of Huddle Up, a football podcast. We say every week it's the Thursday edition, and that's the only edition that we do every week. Yeah, that's really it. Well, welcome back. Hi, Corey. What's going on? He's Corey. I'm Tony. This is Huddle Up, a football podcast. Lots going on right now with the Combine, with the CBA. There's all the regular normal news of the offseason. Let's just jump right into that. But first, um, Mountain View, California, I just wanted to give them another shout out because Mountain View, California seems like there's at least a couple of regular listeners out there. I don't know how you found us. I don't know... Give us a call. I don't know how you found us or why you keep coming back. 317-622-8201. Call us, text us. I want to know how you found it and what do you think uh, What do you think of the show. And I want to know also, you're in the LA area and the combine is happening right now. I want to know what your thoughts are being in the LA area or in the vicinity at all. What, what you think the pros and the cons of moving the combine from Indianapolis to LA would be because there's a sense growing that that's where the combine's headed. Anyway. Ben Roethlisberger's back to throwing the football. What do you think, Corey? Hey, Corey, Corey, wake up. I, I mean, it's whatever. I mean, good for him. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like he was throwing huge bombs or anything, but he's throwing. He's going through the motions. I mean, he's going to be an upgrade for the Steelers for sure. Huge upgrade for the Steelers. He'll be ready to go. Yeah, he'll be ready to go, and I think it gets him back into relevance. Juju Smith-Schuster would be. Pretty happy to see him back, I think. Cam Newton, uh, another quarterback in the news. Until recently, a lot of speculation on whether or not Cam Newton was going to get on board with the new program. They've already, the Panthers have already moved on from Greg Olson, and it's reasonable, it was reasonable, I thought, for them to think that Cam Newton would either be uh, released or traded, or, or, or I, don't, I guess I don't know all the details on his contract situation, but it seems like head coach Rule said on Thursday, Tuesday, I'm sorry, that he absolutely wants Cam Newton involved and that there's no doubt in his mind about that. So that's good for Cam Newton. That gives us a little more clarity. I think these dominoes are going to start falling quickly on these quarterbacks though. Um, I know how you feel about Cam Newton. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely good news for Cam Newton considering a team wants him because uh, he's not a good quarterback. But what this tells me is the Panthers might be in bad shape here with Matt Rule if he thinks Cam Newton's a good quarterback. So if you're a Panthers fan, you could be in for another uh, five years of terrible football oh until gosh. he loses his job. So Cam Newton was hurt. Give him a break. Dude, he's you're, terrible. You're going to – He's are, only been over 60% completions percentage once in his career. And what I don't I don't have a stat in front of me. We talked about it. I know. Like 75% of the passes went to Christian McCaffrey. I know. I know. I'm going to make you eat your words, though, if Cam Newton shows up and has another MVP season with, with Matt Rule. I'll I'll bet you $1,000. I'm not betting $1,000. I still owe you five shots and a pie in the face. Yeah. I don't have $1,000 to offer right now. Not until I pay up. Cam Newton ain't going to work. He's terrible. More quarterback news. Three quarterback news is in a row. News is? Oh, well. ESPN at Jeff Darlington. Reported by Adam Schefter at 8.23 a.m. on this Thursday morning. Jeff Darlington of ESPN says that he's now at a point where he would be stunned if Tom Brady goes back to New England. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty bold. I mean, that's as point blank as it gets. Well, and coming from Schefter, if he, if he has the confidence to put that out there, I think it's relevant. For sure. Well, it's definitely relevant. Something to keep an eye on. We'll talk more about that later. The Combine's in full force. 
On-field workouts begin today at 4 o'clock here in Indianapolis. Quarterbacks, tight ends, wide receivers will have on-field workouts and primetime television. What do you think about the combine, Corey? Um, I think it's interesting. Uh, I think there's a lot of irrelevant information, but I think what it really does is it you could have a top prospect that just just bombs the combine. And you, I don't think it brings out – I don't think it shows you the stars. I think it eliminates – the people you want to draft is what it really does because i mean you're going to have the john rosses of the world that come out and break records but they're terrible wide receivers even though he had a pretty good season but he's not as high as he got drafted he's not working out just and the only reason he went so high was because of the combine so i don't think you can look into it too much but i think a lot of teams are going to eliminate players from the combine yeah i, I agree with the general sentiment the underwear olympics is a is a phrase that's been thrown around about that. I mean, how fast can you run with no pads on for 40 yards in a straight line? Yeah. How does that apply to football in any way? At Not all? really. It, my favorite of all time was the, it was either an O-lineman or a D-lineman running the 40 and the announcer goes, look at that bubble butt. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that. You don't? No. There are a lot of, a lot of drills in the combine that I do like. I'm not saying that the combine is worthless. Uh, I agree with your sentiment though. I mean, you, I think in the combine, especially in these early days, I've learned a lot about Joe Burrow. Just in the interviews, not in any of the workouts. He's not going to throw the ball. He said he's not throwing the ball in the combine. And good for him. I don't think he should have to. No. he's Not in this current, not the way that it's set up right now. It doesn't make sense. He's not getting paid. He just won the championship. I mean, there's no reason for him to come out and throw the football. 60, exactly. 60 touchdowns, like 10 interceptions. I don't have the stats well, in front of me. I wouldn't even well, that has something to do with it, but he's pretty much a lock as number one, so there's nothing for him to prove. There's nothing for him to prove. You're right. Although, separate side note here, I don't think Tua is going to be capable of, and he's not capable of throwing. He's not been cleared to throw. He's going to have a pro day coming up. Yeah. And the way that Tua performs at his pro day I, I don't not I'm not gonna sit here and say that Tua will surpass Joe Burrow in the quarterback rankings. But there's a chance there that Tua could do something that that really gets some attention during his pro day. So I don't know that it's as done as it seems. Well, I it's just interesting if Tua never gets hurt. I mean, he was a consensus number one pick basically until he got hurt. I mean, since he was since he came into the championship game in seventeen and won, um, ever since then it's been tank for Tua, and now all of a sudden Joe Burrow's right. some superstar that had one good season. Right. So, I have my opinions about that. We'll talk about it sometime. Yeah, we can talk about that another time. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. I do like the the workouts of the combine, though. I do think they're a lot of fun. I think it's wise to put it in prime time. The three-cone drill, I think, is incredibly valuable. There's some stuff in there that I think is really valuable. They're changing some of the rules. They're changing some of the workouts. I don't have all that detailed in front of me, but they are making an attempt to make it, A, a better primetime event, and B, something more usable for coaches and scouts and owners. So I don't know. I'm excited about that. But anyway, the combine are we, is- Are we going on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, right. I got my ticket. I got a ticket. So, Combine is set, workout start. Combine has begun, workout start today. We'll talk more about that on Thursday next week because then we're going to have the workouts to talk about. We may have another guest with us Thursday. I don't know yet. There's a sick baby involved, so that might not work out. But hang tight. Next Thursday, we'll talk more about the Combine, more about the results, and what we think the implications will be. Anyway, in Indianapolis, while the Combine's going on, with all the college 
all the college prospects, all the coaches, all the scouts. There's also a collective bargaining agreement being rediscussed with ownership of the NFL and the NFLPA. That's the Players Association, the union arm, arm of the NFL. And it seems like the CBA is poised to be passed. It's, it's moved on. And this is another one of those things where it is just so far and above me, even just to be honest. I mean, there's so many wrinkles to this thing that I just can't, I can't read it all. I can't understand it all. There are things that I just have to watch and learn. Here's what I understand. Every team has a representative, one representative. Richard Sherman is that representative for the San Francisco 49ers. I only brought him up because, well, did I say the part about him being at the bar? No, I didn't. Oh, well, anyway, he was at a bar here. They're all at bars at night. Anyway, Richard, <laughs> Richard Sherman was one of them. Um, <laughs> one, every team gets one representative to sit down and hash out these rules with ownership. Once they get something that they can all agree to, they move that forward to the entire body. There's some 1,900 people, dues-paying members of the union. It takes 50% plus one to pass. That's where we're at right now in between being presented. It's at the point where it's being presented to the players. If that passes, there are a few major changes. These are like new, this is basically a new rule book. I mean, they're not changing six points or three points or two points. They're not changing any of that stuff, but the rules of which the players and the league kind of the boundaries of how that personnel works, how contracts work, how, how many games we're going to play. That's a big one right now. Um, the big one is the franchise tag. To me, the big one is the extra game. They're talking about 17 games instead of 16 with no additional bye week. That was a surprise to me. I about fought somebody on that last night or yesterday. I thought for sure they included a bye week. No, I think they're just 17 straight. 17 straight. Yeah. Um, which a lot of guys have problems with. I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the guys who, by the way, is not the representative of his team who hasn't been involved in any of these negotiations, said nothing. And then all of a sudden now he's got some issue where, well, anyway, Aaron, you should have been involved earlier. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Anyway. The schedule is one thing, but for me, the franchise tags are the most interesting. That's going to change the landscape of free agency drastically. Here's how franchise tags work. Any team or organization can levy a franchise tag against a player in order to keep that player on that team without negotiating a new contract. It's a one-year deal, and the way that player gets paid is based off the type of tag that's placed on him. Now, the most common is called the non-exclusive franchise tag. That means the team's going to play that tagged player no less than the average of the five highest salaries at that position. So basically, you take the top five paid guys, average it, and that's the minimum that you have to pay this guy to keep him for one year. Or 120% of the player's cap number from the previous year, whichever one is higher. So it works in the player's favor. Basically, if you get tagged, you have no choice in the matter. Your contract's extended one year, but you're paid as the top of the position. Right. Right. So that's the most common. There's also something called the transition tag. It's similar, except the tag player is able to field offers from other teams, which means if you transition tag, uh, let's say, let's say with, with Tennessee, I was, I believed that they should transition tag Derrick Henry and franchise tag Ryan Tannehill to allow Derrick Henry to go explore the market, not get the offers that he wants, get an offer. And then if Tennessee wanted to match that offer, they could, and they'd keep both players. That would be an example of transition tag. That's not going to happen. New collective bargaining agreement says the franchise tags go down to one. You get one. You don't get two. You don't get three. There's technically three different tags, um, but the most common is non-exclusive and transition. So what of Dak Prescott? 
Dak Prescott's agent, Todd Franks. I'm moving back in the show sheet. I skipped something, Corey. Todd Frank, France, Franks, Franks, sorry. Prescott's agent, Todd France, met with the Cowboys in Indianapolis on Wednesday to discuss the extension for the quarterback. It's the first time these guys have talked since September. They basically dug their heels in, each side did, and here we are with no contract, and it's transition tag day, free agency looms. I think it's the 17th of next month. Um, these players, if they're not tagged, they go to the open market. What is going to happen in Dallas, knowing they've got one tag and a bunch of players? Amari Cooper, they're going to have to do something about Amari Cooper. They have two tags right now. So I didn't, I didn't talk about that. But right now, they still have two tags. In theory, they could tag Dak Prescott today. They could tag Amari Cooper. And that's just the way it is, unless this gets passed by the 50% plus, 50 plus one with the, the, the collective bargaining agreement. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, <clears throat> they shouldn't tag Cooper. The tag right now is kind of looked at. The players don't like it because it, it like traps them. Some players don't like it. Chris Jones just got tagged today already. Right. I think he's okay with that. But well, it just kind of depends what they want. Do they even want to play for that team? You know, they probably he probably wanted a bigger contract, but they couldn't come to an agreement, so they just tag him, keep him for a year, and they'll figure it out later. I don't think you should do that with Amari Cooper. I think. A, Cooper can be a franchise wide receiver for the Cowboys for the next five to 10 years. I think you need to lock him in long term. Now, Dak Prescott, I think, is a perfect candidate for this because you're changing coaches. Um, he hasn't really been that great. He hasn't been worthy of being the top paid quarterback in the league. So, you know, give him some money, keep him around for a year, and then see how it pans out. Um, but I would not, the way they're talking contracts, I would not do that, and I've talked about it before, but uh, I think you have to franchise tag Prescott. Or I mean, you don't want to let him walk out the door, so I, th I think that's the way to go. Yeah, I, I agree, but the problem is if you're Dak Prescott, you kind of win either way you go here because they can tag him, and it's something like $33 million that that tag would be worth. Yeah, he'll get paid. I don't have the number in front of me, but it's the top five, the average of the top five. There's some heavy hitters out there right now. Russell Wilson's making money. Thank God Patrick Mahomes hasn't signed his deal, or that, that cost Jerry a fortune. Anyway, yeah, I think I agree with that. The, they have $70 million in cap space. They've got enough room. they got enough room to get these deals done. The question is, do they want to – they got a laundry list of free agents. Do they want to let them all go for the two of them? I don't know what's going to happen there. I think the franchise tag does make the most sense. Like you said, 8-8 eight and eight in the worst division in football, missing the playoffs, that's not good enough. Yeah, he's not – He's not an elite quarterback. No, 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 no. He's he had a poor season. I don't know. I'm not going to say that he's that. Well, okay. He's not an elite quarterback. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. He's not. I, I don't know. When we, you're going to put him up there with Pat Mahomes, no, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so no. he's not elite. Okay. Okay. I just don't like when we throw that around. But you're right. So you can't pay him like an elite quarterback. But you you don't think he can be an elite quarterback? No. Okay. He's been. I mean, he's been doing this for four years, four or five years now. Yeah. That's a. That's a I mean. Conversation for a different day. Let's do that another day. Yeah. So, Dallas has a situation on their hands where they thought they had two tags. Now they only have one. Another team, the Titans. Did I mention them already? No. Derrick Henry and – I did. I just mentioned – I just touched over it. Though. Okay. I, I thought that Derrick Henry should be transition tagged to allow him to shop the open market, field his offers. He wants the most money in the league for a running back. I think it's ridiculous. And he probably wants like a three- or four-year deal. I mean, he, he's going to want a deal. Todd Gurley, 
Hello. Yeah, it's tough. I wouldn't tag him. I'd tag him. Because if you... If well, you, not if I only have one. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, here's why I wouldn't tag him. Because, I mean, your, your lifespan of running back is notoriously not that great. If you tag him, that's just, and then you're talking about re-signing him a year after, now you're getting into five years down the line if he wants a four-year contract. Now you're locked in for five years. If you're going to keep him around, you need to keep him around now and try to try to limit it to a two, three-year deal. If you got to pay him the money, that's fine, but just you can't get in it long-term. And with my philosophy, if, if you can't agree, then you just got to let him go. I mean, you can find another running back, but Derrick Henry is an elite talent. So I, I I would try to keep him as much as you can, but if you can't lock something in now for the next two, three, four years, you gotta let him go. I wouldn't I, wouldn't even tag him. I'm not interested in a three or four year deal at all with Derrick Henry. Not at all. Not even in the least bit. Um, yeah, elite. And to be fair, used less in his first few years than he has been in his yeah. Last so he doesn't years. have the mileage. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely got a lot left to give. That's why I would tag him. Let's not have a conversation about what you're going to get paid, Derek. This is what you're going to get paid because this is the average of the top five. And that's where I think he belongs. Not number one. Not number six. Yeah. I, I, the tag's an option. I think the tag's a legitimate option. See what he can do one more year. And if I'm the Titans, that gives me one year to just run the hell out of Derrick Henry again. It's true. I mean, just run the piss out of this guy. And if it works out like it did last year, then... We're talking about the AFC championship game. That's what it was with Ryan Tannehill. That's the other problem, though. If we only have one tag and we tag Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill goes to explore free agency in 17 or 20 days, whenever that begins. What happens when you go back to, to Marcus Mariota under center and Derrick Henry's rushing the ball? Well, that won't happen. Mariota's going to be gone and they're going to re-sign Tannehill. It's going to be like a two or three year deal. Yeah, I think I promise you, I think a three year they're not going to tag him. They're not going to pay him that much money. He's like a he needs like a tier four contract, a two year, around thirty million dollars, just to keep him around. Don't pay him a ton of money. I thought that was a tier two contract. That's like well, it depends on now the money's getting up close to forty in the tier one and two. All right, twenty five to thirty million. Tennessee and Dallas have some major decisions to make. We had talked about this earlier. Take this and go with this because I just hinted at it with, let's say the Tennessee Titans tag Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill goes to explore the free market. Let's just go on about that a little bit because I agree with you that Marcus Mariota will not be the starting quarterback for Tennessee under any circumstances. He won't be a starting quarterback for anybody under any circumstances. I believe that's probably true. That's 100% true. So let's say there's only one tag. Let's let's pretend that the new CBA is approved on Monday or Tuesday by 50% plus one of the dues-paying members of the union. They tag Derrick Henry to prevent to have to avoid having to pay him and to avoid losing him. And Ryan Tannehill goes out early in March, finds the contract he likes, and signs it. Then what are the Titans going to do? Hell, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. That, the, Tannehill's not leaving. He, that'd be just completely pointless for him to go somewhere else. Would it though? I think Tannehill he, he makes could turn sense in Oakland. Yeah, but he could turn back into garbage. You know, good. Why change it? You had so much success this year. There's, you should just stay and keep rolling with it. I think that's the argument that Tennessee is going to make to Ryan Tannehill. 
I, I don't think he wants to. Does he want? Has he said he wants to go somewhere else? No, he's being a good boy. He's keeping his mouth shut. He's well, letting the he process happen. He's not going anywhere. I don't even think it's a real discussion. What if he went to New England? It might work. I don't know. We we, t- we started talking about that earlier with Tom Brady and the report that they'd be shocked if he went back to New England. You asked the question this morning when we were writing the sheet. What? happens in new england if tom brady's not there nobody's asking that question yeah we've been talking about where tom brady's gonna go everybody's talking about where's tom brady gonna go but what is new england gonna do if he leaves that's the question do i think Tannehill would work probably i think it'd be great but it won't happen he's staying in tennessee now there are some other options out there for new england okay let me grab my sheet here i didn't fill it out all the way you said you had it all locked down. Typical. Uh, I think Stafford. <laughs> I think Stafford. <coughs> I think Matt Stafford would be perfect for New England. I think Bill would put him in a position to stay healthy. Um, I think he has a better arm than Brady at this point in his career. So I think he honestly might be a tad bit of an upgrade. He's a little younger. Um, and I think they can keep the the train rolling i guess i mean they've been good for so long i think stafford would be perfect to keep it going because you don't know how many years bill has left you know i don't he's getting old um he may not want to go to a young quarterback and start over uh but i think stafford would be perfect they do have jared stidham they drafted him last year maybe they believe in him like they did you know garoppolo or Brissett. how they were so hyped up we just haven't heard anything so they could really like him if brady leaves um and then the only other option, I guess there's, you know, you got Philip Rivers out there, the Bridgewaters. I don't really see those happening. And then just the draft. But like I said, I don't see Bill wanting to go young yeah. and starting over. What do you think? I think Bill's not the type to draft a day one starter. Even like a Joe, like even, you know, let's say Joe Burrow falls to 30. What's their pick? Not 30. It's not 30 it's this like, year. Yeah, whatever. Whatever pick that is, if Joe Burrow falls all the way there, I don't think that that Bill is the type to want to take that risk on any unproven asset. Yeah. Not at, not at that valuable position, which by the way, that was interesting. When I listened to Joe Burrow's combine interview, he was saying things to me that made it sound very much like he did not want to go to Cincinnati. See, I didn't see that. I a hundred percent think that Joe Burrow is smart enough to say and do what he has to do to be drafted first overall. I think he's going to play. 100% 100% think he's going to play for whoever drafts him. He's not going to pull an Eli Manning here. But I can see he's planting little seeds here that that he B- Baker Mayfield wanted to be a Brown. When the Browns had the first pick and Baker was on the clock, he had already said, I can't wait to go win games in Cleveland. But Joe Burrow won't say it. In the, in the 15 or 20-minute interview, there wasn't one time that he said, I can't wait to get to the Bengals practice facility and get to work to help them win football games. The best he said was that A.J. Brown's a great asset and anybody would want to have him. A.J. Green. A.J. Green, sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I. The point of it was he said things like the last half of the interview, he started talking about how he, this is where I think he's smart, really, really smart. The last half of the interview, he started talking about how he wants to seek out veterans. He name-dropped Peyton Manning and Eli Manning and Archie Manning and how they text him all the time. But later he doubled down over and over again saying he wants to find 
a veteran to learn from. He wants to be a rookie. He wants to keep his mouth shut. He's saying all the things that Bill Belichick would like to hear in a quarterback. Sure. Because he he's looking for Tom Brady to sit behind for one or two years. I think that's what Joe Burrow is looking for. Yeah, and I I think we've talked about this too. I think it'd be perfect if they kept Dalton for another year. Because Dalton, he's, he's not serviceable. The, he's not the best quarterback in the league, but he's I mean, he knows how to be a professional. So that'd be perfect for Burrow. Yeah, that'd be good. And I think Burrow, he just because he's had so much success in that one year, if he comes out in the NFL and you know it's just a tragedy, he's throwing picks everywhere. He could, he's got a lot of swagger. If he comes out and he looks like absolute trash, he could lose all that. I think he's a guy who needs to sit behind somebody and learn how to be a professional first, and then go from there and kind of learn how to take over a locker room. My only problem with that is if Andy Dalton slips halfway through the season, Joe Burrow would be forced into the starting lineup. Well, sure. That's yeah. Just I mean, Burrow's going to start yeah. a game this year, even if they keep Dalton around. That's that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is going to happen. Um, But back to, um, back to Stafford real quick. I think that move would make a lot of sense for the Lions if they could um, trade, if New England just gave up their first-round pick for Stafford because they're in a, obviously in a rebuilding mode if they're thinking quarterback like Tua. I mean, I think that just makes sense for everybody if the Patriots can get a starter and then um, Lions just acquire more draft picks since they're rebuilding. Yeah, <clears throat> not a bad way of going. There's a lot happening, guys. It's crazy how much is happening. I expected just last week we called it a desert, but it's not. I mean, you're just, you got to look closer. That's all. Yeah. You got to look closer. We'll talk next week about the combine. Is that it? I think that's it. Is that all of it? You got anything else to talk about? I don't know. You seen any good movies lately? Uh, no. The last movie I watched was The New Lion King. How was that? Stop. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.